So we're going to continue our series on spiritual disciplines. Um, for those that maybe it's the first time you're here, um, we've been going through uh, spiritual disciplines and why it's uh, important. And one of the key verses that we're uh, using is discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Um, and another great example we t- we've been talking about is how um, with the grapevine you have the trestles that keep the grapevines up off the ground. And I guess that's the way we see spiritual disciplines it helps us keep us connected to, to the vine, which is Christ. Um, today's a little bit different. We've got uh, Dan and Jen um, with us this morning. Some of you may know them. I'll get to get them to introduce themselves. But we're, we're very blessed as a church to have these guys in our, um, in our church. They go to our city PM, um, night one, uh, and fit right in, can I tell you? Um, they, they are awesome. Um, come from Melbourne. Just want to share a little bit um, why CDPM? You know, it's for those that don't know, CDPM have a lot of our uni students. Um, why you guys felt God to lead you to, city, to, to join the CDPM guys as a church? And just share a bit about you guys from Melbourne and um, yeah, why you came here. Um, hi, I'm Dan and this is Jenny and we've just celebrated 34 years of marriage and um, we were uh, from Planet Shakers so that's the same uh, church that Cabe was from uh, when he was a, a young footballing man and um, anyway so um, why did we end up at City PM? I'll tell you why it was we on a particular day we were looking for Queanbeyan Church Google Maps were very new to Canberra but we couldn't find it somewhere around an oval and sports club and we just couldn't find it Anyway, so we kept driving here and came to City PM. We'd been once about maybe three weeks ahead of time. And then when we arrived up these stairs, uh, Ryan and Nicole gave us a very warm weet- uh, greeting and remembered our names. So that was, that was, that was kind of it for us. That was for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is that right? Can you hear me? Sure. Okay. Is that better? Hi. Oh, there we go. Hi, I'm Jen. Um, yeah, well, we did visit a few churches. We love, you know, God's doing amazing things across Canberra. But we really felt, you know what, this is the one. This is, this feels like home. This is where we're supposed to be. And, um, yeah, we just love uh, all those guys at City PM. Um, and, yeah, we, in fact, we actually did get together with these guys and say, look, is this weird? We're older, you know, um, our children are... Um, 32 our son and our twin girls 30 and um, they're all married and have little ones and um, yeah we just but we just felt no this is we love the other churches but this is where this is home where we're supposed to be yeah here we are Um, and just just a heads up I know the CDPM guys were praying for fathers and mothers in their in their gathering and he Dan and Jen rock up which I just think is a amazing answer to prayer to those um, for them Uh, I just want to also just share what you guys do during the week what your job is throughout the week Um, I'm the deputy director at the Australian Christian Lobby in Deakin and so um, you know during sitting weeks it's you know my job to be up on the hill Uh, meeting with members of parliament, you know, just sort of uh, about sort of Christian issues, uh, religious discrimination uh, being kind of the one that's on the go at the moment. And um, uh, so, yeah, that's 
that's my job. So uh, just yeah, we're wearing out a lot of shoe leather. That's the plan. <laughs> um, I'm a primary teacher in a Christian school, a Mayes Christian school. Um, I started there this year, um, but I've done this for the last 20 years. And so what I do is I uh, partner with parents, Christian parents, and this is an open enrolment um, school, but and pastors to help raise this next generation so that they know God and they know um, to seek him and partner with what he is wanting to do in our generation. And so I do my absolute best to prepare them academically and in growing their character and just helping them to um, know God. All I know about God, I try and pass that on. So that is, um, so that they'll be fully prepared for, well, I'll just do my part, everybody else does their part, and then, you know, God does what he wants to do with their lives. That's good. Um, Kate informed me that mine was the next question, so that's my question. Um, so we went over to Jen and Jen's place on Friday, which was really lovely, and we were just chatting, and we were so blessed to have you share your heart. And I walked home and I said to Kate, I think they think we're better than we are. I'm just, I love talking to them. They have so much wisdom. So our first question we thought would be great to share is, can you tell us why you feel like spiritual disciplines are really important in um, the walk of a believer um, and a Jesus follower, why is it really important to be disciplined in some things? I think it's all about habits. You know, whatever habit you get into, whether you go to the gym every day uh, or you read the paper every day, um, you know, so the habits, uh, you know, you'll, you'll do them automatically. So I think in terms of a, a spiritual discipline, um, if it's something that you, are, you, you do regularly, um, <coughs> it won't be hard. You'll just, you'll just go straight into it, even though uh, the practice of it uh, might be hard uh, it's a little bit about um yeah being being mentally prepared and um yeah just something that you do in the course of your day yeah um i'm the same i feel um a long time ago i decided i am not going to work unprepared for what god wants to do that day i'm not going to work i'm not just going to rock up at work it's like rocking up for girls without your makeup or you know half dressed it's like, no, God's got things he wants to do. Are we even going to be aware of those? Uh, and it's not necessarily the planned things. It'll be the contact with people, the, um, you know, the encouragement they need. So just uh, being prepared for what God wants to do. And also we're created for communion with him. So he takes pleasure in us, you know, spending time in his word and just being... Um, opening that conversation from the start of the day to the end of the day, just being there. That's good, Jen. Love that. Um, if you guys have questions, you can text me. That's my phone number. It's not just some random phone number on the yeah, screen. Everyone can have your phone number, so you can text Kate. Yeah, I might block you if you start annoying me too much. We've got Dan and Jen to um, talk into prayer and fasting and the reason why we do that is not just because I know and I've heard uh, what these guys do in their prayer lives and their fasting but I also see it on their lives. Um, you know, you show me a person of faith and I'll show you their prayer life and I can say that about these two and um, their prayer lives and their fasting. Um, why do you think prayer and fasting is important in the Christian walk? 
I think it's um, we need God. Like whatever whatever endeavour we bring ourselves to, you know, we can just sort of bring about ten percent, but we need God to do the other ninety percent to actually be successful. So prayer and fasting, I think, both acknowledge um, God. I really need you, and so that's why I think it's really important. Yeah. I agree. I think we we were never meant to uh, live out our calling in our own strength. That wasn't God's plan ever. And whereas when we um, pray and fast, and, and it just um, it just says, Lord, we need you. You know, we need you to do the miracles. It's like I see a, a big picture of us. We're here in history. This is our watch. Are we going to be there? Are we going to do it? Yes, we are. So, what does that look like? We're going to be prepared, and it's just gradually. You just gradually um, add more as you go along but start small and you know get bigger <laughs> as you go I think that's really good um, I loved hearing about your prayer life and your fasting and I was asking lots of questions the other day just personally for myself but can you tell us about how you pray or how you fast and what works for you or what over the years you've developed as your routine because I think we can learn from the wisdom of wise people and so if you could share, that would be great. Um, I think the key with fasting is um, to do it often. So Jesus said, you know, when you fast. So um, it's never particularly pleasant, but it's always very worthwhile. And um, I'm, I'm a very uh, imperfect faster in that I'll, I'll, I'll tend to, you know, have a, have a drink while I'm fasting. And, um, but that, um, that kind of lowers the threshold for me in that I can do it more regularly. Uh, but I think it's important that we do fast. Probably, I think, one of the main motivations, I think I have two motivations. One is that when you fast, you, you, you are humbling yourself and you're feeling very much less than you would be if, you'd, you know, if you're sort of eating steak and you're, you're, you're powering through. When you, when you fast, you feel that energy loss and probably the, you know, the loss of sugar and... and um, uh, you become more dependent on God, more sensitive to the Word. When you read the Word, be more sensitive. When you go to church, you'll be more sensitive, um, you know, if, you've, if you are a regular faster. So keeping uh, yourself humbler is a major one. And I think the other one too, Rachel, is when you have particular problems in your life or things that, you know, you look around and think, wow, that's really not right, uh, that's going to get fixed. I can't actually solve that uh, by myself. Um, sometimes I think about breaking my fast and then I think, hang on, let me write down a few reasons why I'm fasting. Think, yeah, no, I'll, I'll get that done. So when I fast, I'll, I'll allow myself to have a drink. Um, I'm not a coffee drinker, but, you know, I'll, I'll drink other things, but um, uh, not alcohol, of course. But um, uh, what am I saying? Um, I'll, I'll try and set a 24-hour timeline uh, and that I usually find works well for me. And I try and do it when it's kind of my day off. Um, I find it hard to do that when it's kind of a work day for me. But I think it does vary for people. And I think for, you know, uh, missing a meal is a great way to do a fast. Um, but the idea that it becomes a discipline, I think, is a key. Um, and, yeah, staying humble, that will always work. Yeah. Uh, I thought it might be helpful if I shared some of the creative ways that I've found to pray over the years that have just been gold. Um, and 
Uh, one of those for me is um, I can get distracted. So I find if I write it down, and it could be in many different ways. It could be a journal of writing a prayer to God. Um, I just find it, it, I pray better prayers when I've written them down. It could be like a mind map. And I remember, uh, you know, Dan had nothing to do with politics for most of our lives. And then um, one year, we, um, I was challenged to write down, what are you believing for this year? And I could just tell, for a couple of years, it had been really frustrating. I could tell there was something on his heart that, that he was supposed to do in politics. And I had no idea what. But then writing it down, when you look back and you see the answers to your prayers, it's like, oh, wow, that's a miracle that God took him out of what he was doing and put him into this. And that was like eight, nine years ago. But it's, it's writing down is powerful. And if you're a creative person, do it in an art picture or, um, you know, do it creatively. There's so many creative ways. Um, Walking, another way is I find really works well is to uh, walk while I pray. Put your headphones on. People don't think you're speaking to, out loud, you know, and to God. You can just privately these days with your headphones on go for a walk and just pray your heart out. It's a great way to do it. Um, yeah, or driving is fabulous. Get rid of everything, put on some worship, you know, honour God and then get right into to prayer. Uh, pray days are fabulous. Start small with just a short time and then build them up and then you will love a pray day. It's just so amazing. Um, or pray for each other for five minutes or three minutes. Just ask. Anyone can fit three minutes in. What would you like me to pray for? If someone, if you don't live with someone, live to have a text or uh, a phone call that you just no, it's only going to be three minutes. What would you like me to pray for for the day? And that is so powerful. Praying together, if it's something that is uh, really important to you, get someone to pray with you and agree together. That is really powerful. Um, on location, I love praying on location. So one time I caught the wrong tram or something across the city and I just loved it, just walking through praying for Melbourne. Um, I was completely the wrong direction to where I need to be that for some conference PD thing. I was like, I loved it. I just walked through and prayed for my city. Yeah, all that sort of, just different ways. Yeah, I, I love you guys are so different in your prayer than fasting. Like, I think that's something we loved the other night. Can you share, actually, I know you'd probably go, well, you're a humble guy. <laughs> Can you share a bit about what you do um, day to day? Um, and especially even maybe share from the beginning, like how did you get into this discipline uh, as a young age? I think, you know, was it a challenge, was it a struggle? And then how did you get into that consistent, um, yeah, day-to-day um, fasting and prayer? The, um, Jenny's absolutely right about her writing a prayer. I'm coming to your question, Kate, uh, about when we, before we were engaged, when I first really met Jenny, we, we had this bus trip from... Uh, Sydney to Melbourne, and Jenny, I was sitting here, and Jenny was there. Oh, Jenny must have been all of 18 or something, and she showed me her little felt book that she made with all the scriptures she was praying and everything, and I was, I was deeply impressed by that. I was just reminded of it when she said that. She does do that. Um, one of the things that, that uh, I find really works for me uh, that I've been really excited about for you know, the last 30 years, or is it 40, last 40 years, 
since about 1982, um, is that um, I like to pray in tongues. So I know that's not everyone's experience and, and uh, everyone's sort of at a different uh, place on that. Uh, but certainly it was my experience, you know, when I got baptised, you know, I came out of the water praying in tongues. And uh, so I've always been um, very enthusiastic about that. And um, it's interesting, um, I always had this discipline when I was in Melbourne uh, doing a job similar to what I'm doing. Uh, I'd pray for half an hour every morning. I'd get to work, um, pray for half an hour, then I'd go for a run. Well, that was kind of my, my habit. And uh, interestingly, arriving here in Canberra uh, with a more, more difficult job, I think, um, I've, I, I pray in tongues for an hour in the morning. And, you know, when you pray in tongues, your mind is unfruitful, uh, but you're talking directly to God. And so uh, that is the easiest thing to do in the morning, is just to get up and start praying in tongues as you're, you know, walking around and, you know, just trying to, trying to find the light switch. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just uh, I find that really, really helpful. And so when that's happening, I will um, I have the Bible I read, usually on my iPad, and I'll, I'll try and read a couple of Old Testament chapters, a couple of New Testament, and then maybe I'll walk, walk and pray or I'll focus on a particular scripture and I'll make notes. Um, and I think, I think uh, praying in tongues for me uh, is a lot about intimacy. You know, you're talking directly to God uh, in, a, in a language that, you know, you won't, it's, it, you won't find any sort of anyone uh, who's done a PhD on, on what praying in tongues is because it's just a, a language between you and God. And um, so I find that often helps me, particularly in relational things, often at work or things that are really immediate. I, I find a combination of praying in tongues and reading the word at the same time, uh, I'll really get to the heart of an issue. Uh, so that's, that's kind of my general starting base uh, for the day. That's pretty much how I start off. Yeah. Just on praying in tongues, I, I found some Christians just see it as, oh, this is something, you know, tick. I've, it means I'm, a, you know, some sort of wonderful Christian or something. But I see it, no, this is the power of God. This is where you say, I am at my limit. I can pray everything I know in English. But Lord, you've got the much bigger picture, the long-term picture. You've got the, you, all the aspects. I don't know about this situation, but I can just pray in tongues and I'll have a topic I'll be praying for a topic and and I'll just pray in tongues uh, for that topic not for an hour but for a little bit as I go I will um, and we are very different on our prayers um, so Dan down in Melbourne he'd go into our he'd, he'd close the master bedroom windows curtains so it's dark then he'd go into the walk-in rope and they'll have the light off, sit down and pray. And I tried that once. And I'm like, I just can't concentrate. I feel like there's going to be a spider just come out. I just, it was all wrong for me. So for me, the best thing someone did was they said, forget about religiousness with your quiet time. Get a cup of coffee or tea. Go and do what works for you. And for me, it was just to put a, a, a chair, a uh, stool, overlooking nature um, somewhere in the house and just uh, when no one else is there and just pray with God and have the scriptures open because his word is the most powerful that you can pray if you can get a scripture on the topic that you are praying 
about it's you're praying what God says about that topic you know so uh, I find that's really powerful um, just interesting you know talking to Cade Rachel you know I think Cade plays a lot during the day he's a he's a ongoing channel he's, he's got the dial tuned in and um, um, you know so we, we pray in the spirit and we pray in the understanding and so um, uh, after I've I've done that prayer time what I will tend to do is I'll go for a bike ride in the morning uh, along Lake Burley Griffin along the south there uh, under Kings Bridge under Commonwealth Bridge Yarralumla Bay and you know turn around there and I come back and I I basically uh, have that time as praying for our children uh, who are married and with children and you know always need prayer so that's what I when I'm on that bike that's what I'm praying about and so that's kind of my time praying in, in uh, understanding. And there's also sort of um, one little strategic thing that we're doing. My, uh, my elder brother and I became a Christian at the same time in 1982 while living on a college campus. And uh, my sister, uh, she became a Christian as well to my father's horror. Uh, the three of us had all jumped, jumped ship. And, um, <clears throat> but we, uh, at 3.15 on Sundays, we get together for 15 minutes and we pray for our three brothers uh, who are not yet Christian. And we just, we do five minutes for each of them. And we and it's 3.15 Sunday, it's just like, right, run the clock down, get it done. Oh, and their wives and families, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, we really, yeah, that's a, uh, a little strategic target of prayer. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And I did also want to say, I've seen a lot of women, particularly, I don't know about the guys so much, but um, be awake during the night and worrying about that, worrying about, um, you know, I should be sleeping, I'm not sleeping, how am I going to do my day tomorrow, all that. And, and I just decided years ago, um, it was when our children were in their teenage years, I decided I am not going to be one of those people. I'm going to just listen and, and, um, and see what God's saying at that moment. Is he wanting to say something? Is he wanting me to pray for something? And, and countless times I would find, I would get up and just pray for 15 minutes. I'd sneak out and, and into one part of the house or even up to an hour and I would pray for something and then the next day, bam, that thing was really needed, that prayer. And I was so thankful to God. And I was so thankful I didn't lie there and think, why aren't I sleeping? Like, there, even, if, even if it was a natural reason, there's something great to pray for. And there's no distractions. You've got no jobs to do. There's no, even when you're studying, last year I was studying, um, and as well as working four days. And, and it, you know, it's just an undistracted prayer time between you and God. It's so beautiful. It's precious. Don't waste it. And God will just refresh you the next day if you're a bit tired. So what? You know, people have survived. Mums with babies, they survive it. So don't worry. Just, just don't worry. Just pray. I recommend it. Mm. One of my friends, um, he said, when, if God keeps you up at night or you're doing ministry or you're praying, he said, ask for double portion sleep. So I do that. Yes. And it, it works, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but I just, it does definitely work. Um, we ask that. 
I loved how you shared about tongues as well, Dan. I think that's um, something that I'm doing more of in my walk. Um, and I love that we are different in our prayer life as well. Rage is a morning person. I'm not. I'm like you, man. I just can't get up in the mornings. Um, but love to pray during the day. Um, but I love Jackie Pullinger talks about um, that whole ministry. Her whole ministry changed when she started praying in tongues in the morning, 30 minutes a day. Um, she had no one came to Christ as soon as she started praying in tongues. She said people were falling on their knees when she was walking past, um, crying out to Jesus, and she talks about the power of spe- uh, praying in tongues. Power of speaking and praying, things that you don't know you pray for. So I guess I love that. Hey, you said that before, Jen. Mm. Yeah, or was it Dan, maybe? I don't know. But yeah. Uh, What's, uh, I think someone asked the question, so we've got some questions. Like, I'll struggle to get through every question here, so I apologise um, to get through every. I think there was one question, is it, you know, Jesus, uh, I could probably answer this, Jesus doesn't command to fast, uh, but he does say when you fast. And I think that's just, just a heads up there, because a lot of people go, well, I don't need to fast then. Um, in that context, it was just normal to fast. The Jews, the Jewish people would fast, so Jesus didn't need to command and they're already doing it. Um, so it was just a normal thing. So when you fast, but what about for those that do struggle to fast? Um, you know, I think, uh, hey, for example, that they might get headaches when they fast. And just for a heads up, fasting, the word fasting means no food. Like that's, so when people say fasting TV, I go, well, do you eat TVs? Um, <laughs> but we do believe that there's partial fast where, you know, you might not eat meat um, and you you know there's certain foods that chocolate or things like that that's a partial fast or consecration is another great word you know Daniel uh, it doesn't say fasting but he's consecrating what he talks about um, but can you these guys I know there's a lot on myself struggle sometimes with fasting how did you guys start fasting and getting that regular rhythm um, and overcoming overcoming the things that are really tra- tra- yeah difficult I think fasting together, we have um, occasionally we'll go away for a week's holiday and we will think, oh, this is an ideal time, maybe the first couple of days of the holiday to fast. Uh, so we've done that a couple of times that I can remember. I've, I love that when you, you know, you've driven four hours and you rock up and then you might be, you know, get this lovely spot like overlooking the beach and then you just pray out what's on your heart. It's, it's an awesome way to start a holiday or a weekend. Um, away, yeah, it's things like that are powerful. And I think sometimes, um, if I if I get out of the rhythm of fasting, and then I run into some really tough situations, and I think, wow, you know, like I need to humble myself. Uh, you know, um, maybe I'll become proud, and uh, you know, God humbles the proud, and you know, so maybe I've let myself get prideful. So I think, right, I'm, I'm going to change gears. I'm going to make sure. Hey, what about, you know, what about on Saturday? What about Friday night, 7 o'clock? I'm from 7 o'clock Friday night to 7 o'clock Saturday. And you, and you anticipate it. Yeah. And I think anticipating it um, is, is a good way to do it. And particularly if you can get some time off while you're doing that. Yeah, I agree. Just even having that lead up. And also sensing, is this God, what he wants for you? Is this, are you graced for this? Because it's easy to do a fast when you're graced, when it's in his grace. You know, even if you've been saved for a long time, we are never, um, our salvation is not based on our works. 
it's not going to help you get to heaven. It's, I see it more as um, something that's going to help us do what we're called to do here and get it all done. And I think that it was easier to fast when you recognise how much you need to fast, why you need to fast. And then it's like, hmm, right, we really need to fast, let's do it. And pray, you know, we really need, to, we need God in this situation. And, um, yeah. I love yeah. that. I was thinking, oh, yeah, how do we share that fasting is something that we want to do because we want to be closer to God, we want God to speak in um, yeah. and things like that. I think it helped the other night, Dan, when you were sharing, um, like, we can start small. Like, we don't need to jump in. You were sharing, Jan, about your a family member, I think, that fasted for a very long time. But yes. I think I'm the sort of person sometimes that thinks, oh, I'm going to fast for, like, two days straight off. And I think you were suggesting, no, let's just start small. And that was a helpful tip as well. Yeah, I loved... You talked about attitude, like, to you. I think it was one of your family members, they fasted and they didn't have the right attitude. And I think even you talked about the praying, like, prayer... The night before, when you go into prayer, look excited, be excited and prepare yourself for the next day to pray that you're going, I can't wait to meet up with God. Can you share into that and your heart behind that as well? Yeah. And, and that's how I start praying. I just focus usually on God as creator because I can think of all the amazing things God has created. And it just makes you think, oh, wow, you know, oh, I remember who God is now. And then I think about... What is his nature like? You know, so generous, so kind, so merciful, so forgiving, and then uh, and powerful, all powerful. And then you position, you position for your prayer. And then I want to say thank you for what you are doing. He's not just doing it because we started praying. He's already working. He's already got the big picture. And we're partnering with him and joining. That's what he's called us to do, is to uh, join with what he's doing. And, yeah, and I find that thanking God for what he's doing and when I pray, actually thanking God that, Lord, I know you you love this person and you are drawing them to you. Keep going, Lord. Use me if you want to, you know, whatever it is, whatever your prayer point is, but come from a position of thanking God because in thanking God, you're acknowledging he's able to do this. He's got it. And if it's a worry, give it to him and leave it with him. You know, some things are big, but leave it with him. And this is something I really found is don't go to, don't talk about, when you've got something that's just breaking your heart, don't speak to a person about it first. Go on your knees and talk to God, or not on your knees, walk, whatever it is that works for you. Talk to God first. You are getting second best, as amazing as you know any person is. You're getting way second best if you talk to a person about it. And also you're going to say things you didn't want to say about that person or that situation Uh, And when you've met with God and he has helped you with it, you will be proud of yourself how you are able to cope with that situation because you're filled up with God's love and God's help and you've got so much more grace and so much more of 
the light that God wants you to be. And then they can speak into it and they're not trying to drag you up. You know, they're trying to, they're there to help you. Iron sharpens iron. That's what that's what other Christians are supposed to be. And and you can share your heart fully with that person, but go to God first and you'll find it's completely different and you'll never want to go back to the old method. <laughs> I reckon we have time for one last question. And if you have lots of other questions, I'm sure Jen and Dan will hang around. Um, maybe you got a question there? It's probably a little bit off the fasting, but you guys are encouragers um, being around you. What I, I don't see any negative. Like, Have you ever been caught in that sphere where you got in that negative space where you start talking about things and get that whinging? I think we all can get caught in that. What has kept you guys off that track and what do you do to discipline yourself because to be honest I've never heard anything negative come out of your mind about a person or a thing and I've even the other day I was like how'd you go with this person and you were just so positive uh, Dan and just such an encouraging I think that's something we can all learn from how do you guys keep on that path I think it's uh, just our words are so um, you know constructive or destructive and uh, this is a you know it's a hazard we all Place, particularly if someone's upset us or someone's hurt us, uh, to kind of lash out and say a few things, and um, so it's a real risk and a real. Um, but it's very dangerous. So um, you know, life and death are in the power of the tongue. What we say is so important. Also, in a relationship, um, you know, if I start saying bad things about Dave, if I'm saying, "Oh, Dave," you know, I'm, well, you can guarantee you that Dave will be saying bad things about me. Like, there's a real reciprocal. Um, uh, way in which our relationships work and um, you know we probably most see this uh, play out at work um, and you know and again I think that sometimes we can come into work uh, a bit unedified like we just arrive and then the dynamics going around us and maybe we're marginalized that type of thing uh, so that's you know probably a great reason uh, to really pray up in the morning and um, yeah, you know, if you are if you are speaking positively about other people, well, they'll be they'll be speaking positively about you, and that's that's got to be a good thing. Yeah, I think it is understanding the power of words, and we've seen it with our children, and we just made this de- decision: we are not going to speak negative over our children when they're going through a problem. We're going to, um, you know, we're still going to we're going to look try and look like God does, you know, and see. Um, the positive and the long term and where we want them to be going and speak into that and pray over that. So even on our own, we won't speak negative about our children or their situations as difficult a situation as it can be that they're going through. Um, it's the enemy's attack. God's Jesus came that he would give us life and life abundantly and we want that for us but we want that for the people around us as well. I mean we yeah. you know it's re- often enough the last thing that we say at night going to sleep is we have a blessed family yeah. you know and we and it's like a like a sort of a, um, a, a statement of faith if you like or a declaration yeah. but it's creative as well um, yeah. Mm. Um, I just want to, yeah, I guess just to recount the things that we talked about with prayer and fasting is 
Um, start small. Don't think you have to overdo it. Uh, with both prayer and fasting, um, make it a habit. It's something we do every day, and you guys have done that so well and something we can really learn from. Um, you know, I, I loved, Jen, how you talked about, um, you know, it's about being communion. It's being with God. That is our call in this life. Uh, this world that we live in is that we are one with God and I loved how you, you talked about that um, and I just love what you talked about then about how powerful our words are uh, I totally agree that God is a creator and his words have creation when he speaks and we should be speaking the same words um, so yeah I, I, I really we're really blessed to have you in our church um, that, that's honestly is and I know a lot of people have been blessed by you as a couple and uh, these, these guys are also um, we're going to get them to talk into, uh, I know I had a question out there about family. They're going to, we're going to do an interview with them in our next sermon series about uh, marriage. Uh, and so I'm really looking forward to that as well. We can talk about family and so forth uh, in that. And okay. Yeah, and also that we, we're actually looking to do a marriage course uh, refresher as well. And Dan and Jen are going to lead that as well. Um, so those in the church that are married and uh, you know, looking to kind of, and I've, these guys are on the front foot. I asked them about their marriage, and you're like already re- you read all these books, and you're already on the front foot. You've done the marriage refresher course every four or five years, even if there's not an issue. I mean, they're just so proactive in their marriage, and you can see that the reflection in their marriage. I was just amazed by your encouragement to each other the other night as well, and that's something we can learn. Um, but we just want to pray for you, um, and these guys, you can have questions after. Um, but yeah, let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we thanks for Dan and Jen. Uh, Lord, we thank you for um, you know how they have just walked it out, Father, that this is the call you've asked all of us to be walking out, Father. You want us to be one with you, to be in relationship with you, and that these spiritual disciplines is about that relationship, uh, Father, to walk with you. And I just thank you for their encouragement on the church. Uh, their example on the church. But I just pray as a church that we grab this and see the importance of prayer and fasting, uh, not just because we have to, because it's, it's an important part of the relationship, uh, Father, with you. And so I just pray as a church that we are a church of prayer, prayers and fasters, Father, um, and we won't let the enemy stop us um, from being in communication with you. Amen. Amen.